It's your BCC boys, Michael, Bryce, and Riley. And listen, uh, we're all taking a little summer break this week. We are preparing our big summer theming event for the show. But if you are not a member of BCC The Other Side, then this week's episode will be new to you. This is perfect for uh, Memorial Day weekend. Summer's getting kicked off. If you're taking a road trip, this is the episode you want to listen to because this is our big road trip Q&A episode from last October BCC Slumber Boys special. So this right. is man with us, the boys, on the road to Shaver Lake, and we're taking tons of questions from our dear patrons. Now, was this the road there or the road back? I'm trying to remember when we I, recorded this. Was maybe the road there and back? You'll find out when you I hear it. I think so, oh, Yeah. I there was definitely there was definitely stuff. I think this was the way back. I think you're right. I think this, this was, was on, on the, the way, ride back. I think yeah, the yeah. way the way home back down to L.A. But this was a really fun episode. This was a really fun road trip. Um, so uh, I think all of you guys will enjoy it. If you like episodes like this one, you can get a lot more of them over at BCC the other side at Patreon.com/slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. Our patrons will have a new Patreon episode this week going up later so uh uh enjoy and uh we'll see you back here next week yeah get in those cars drive away listen to some bcc podcasts just keep driving hello everyone and welcome back to bcc the other side the parallel dimension of bigfoot collectors club I am your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your alternate host. What's up, Patreons? Bryce Johnson here. And our ultra-terrestrial producer and captain of the BCC van. Captain Riley Bray. Oh, you all didn't know you were getting so much road trip content. Yeah. We are Scooby-Dooing our way back. That's right. We We solved the crime. It was the old carnival runner. I knew it all along. We are a mobile podcasting unit now, headed south on 99, headed out of Fresno down to Los Angeles County. Michael has also embodied this character and has not really broken it for hours at this point. Yeah, I I guess I'll turn him off now. I was, uh, thank y'all, I was uh, at Disney World in September uh, with my girlfriend, and I had been doing a voice for about two days straight. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And at one point, she was like, okay, I'm done with this now. And, I was like, <laughs> yeah. and then I, I never did it again. And now she's like, you never do that. Remember when I told you that I was over it and you stopped doing it? I was like, yeah. You told me to stop. I stopped. Forever. Good for you. You, should, you did it, too. That's the way to do she's it. She's like, I just meant for that day. I didn't mean forever. And I was like, nope. No, she meant forever. I, yeah. mur- I murdered that character. She that character is dead now. The blood is on her hands. All right. Well, we're here on the road, and uh, we are going to be doing our semi-annual big Q&A episode. This is when you, the Patreons, ask us, the podcasters, about the show 
about high strangeness, ask us anything. And you did. So I'm just going to go down the list in the comment section of this post from um, October, I would say, 5th. Riley, do you have those cool, cool house lights you used last? Like, oh, yeah. Last? You want a little house lights? Oh, there yeah. Go, that's buddy. better. Okay, There's cool. There's nice. house lights in the van. Kind of party wagon. Yeah. Party wagon style. Um, but anyway, so I'm just going to go in order that these comments or questions were posted. Now, some of you asked a lot of questions, so we're going to try to answer all of them. If you do not hear your question today, then we recorded this before the question got posted. And maybe what I'll do in the oncoming months is trickle these in in the commenters club and we'll answer them in future episodes. So, Excellent. Yeah, I like that. If you don't hear it now, don't worry. You might hear it in the future. <laughs> All right, here we go. That guy needs a name. My name is Applesauce. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. All right, <laughs> carry on. Jeff Baynard at Bayard, excuse me, asks, I don't have my reading glasses on. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> Guys, vamp, let me get my glasses on. Well, applesauce needs his them. glasses. Oh, and, boy. Uh, God damn it, applesauce. Damn it, applesauce. You're the one that told us to start. Well, hold on now. You know, I'm over I here. I didn't know I need my spectacles for this spectacle. Piloting down the 99, trying to set levels and figure out why things aren't turning on. You know, troubleshooting the studio before the session has a whole new level of uh, excitement <laughs> when I'm also going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're it's not a real high-wire act, isn't it? Yeah, it's Gosh. exciting stuff. This um, is- this you know, is live radio, people. Found my reading glasses. You know, my the goal of this trip is not to lose my C-3PO sunglasses that I had to replace after I lost them in the ride down from Shaver Lake last That's time. right. That's right. So I'm going to slide them right into this reading glasses case. Guys, there we this go. Is some road trip. Road trip realness happening road right now. Road trip realness. We just ate uh, some In-N-Out Burger. Oh, that's Our, important. My fingers that's smell like a cheeseburger, and I love it. Nova, everybody Nova go, had a patty. Dude, here, here's, a, here's a question to get everybody uh, started. Okay. What was your In-N-Out order? Well, I had a number one, double-double with uh, grilled onions with large Coke, as well as an- another cheeseburger, no onion. Nice. I had a... And fries. Uh, and fries, of course. Oh, you got to get some fries. I had a. This is my. This is my in and out order: uh, grilled cheese, animal style, extra whole grilled onion, extra tomato, extra pickle. It's a very satisfying sandwich. It was big and beautiful, like a double double too. I had no idea that a veggie grilled cheese sandwich like that would be that that hearthy. It's substantial. Yeah, hearthy? it was. Yeah, it's not vegan, but it's vegetarian. You know, it's love that road food is not bad. Hearthy. Add that to the BJ lexicon. Yeah. Then you throw on a little animal style fries, but no spread because you can't eat that while you're driving. That that would be crazy. And uh, large iced tea. Now, Wash Riley, you have to remember that we have to hear you talk too. You're oh, speaking to the listeners. I'm the only but one we wearing. We can't hear you. I'm the only, <laughs> see, so the way this works is I'm the only one wearing headphones, and everything sounds buttery smooth mm-hmm. to me. Right? They're just in a van shouting at each other. Yeah. I should probably <laughs> give you guys headphones next time we do this. Oh well. No, you're good. I can hear you. All right, I'll I'll project. There I'll, you go. That's I'll fair. use my actor's oh, voice. Right. Settle down. Go. I feel that was directed towards me. No, it wasn't. It was uh, just all actors. Mike, Nova got Nova got a, a hamburger patty, no salt. Yeah. Which she snarfed down in one, one chomp. One bite. I get a double double, <clears throat> double double, no cheese, no <laughs> onion, and a fry. And a How nice do you get not get cheese on a double double? He does. He's not I a cheese guy. I'm not a big cheese guy. We've been talking about this. Wow. I don't. I upsets I, his tummy. I, oh, right. I'm not a big dairy dude. 
I'd fight through I'm it. A, it's sinus related. Um, oh. Also, every time I do eat cheese on a burger, it makes me feel so, so sick. Mm. So there you go. All right, everybody. That was Getting uh, personal. road food talk. Yeah, that, 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 that's a question. We, okay, we, we, we answered the question no one asked. That's yeah. how we yeah, start this let, off. That, it lets you know how we roll. Yeah. All right, here we go. Jeff Baird. Gosh, it's so much better with my glasses on. Uh, Jeff Baird asks, when's the next live event? Soon. Mm. Soon. Yeah. Uh, you might already know about it by the time this posts. If not, you will soon. Uh, and it's going to be kick-ass. It's going to be kick-ass. So you should come to we'll it keep virtually. Po- we will keep you posted. It's Keith Riley asks, who's been a guest that has changed or had the most profound effect on your thinking in this space? Also, who's your favorite Patreon? Smiley face. Raise your hand. Well, obviously, it's Keith Riley. Clearly. Uh, while we're answering this question. Um, Bryce, who's the guest that has changed or had the most profound effect or I'll say impact on your thinking about the phenomenon that we discuss on BCC? Um, You know, man, I really liked having uh, Jeremy Lockyer Canyon Corbell on this show because, you know, He's at the cusp of talking about the UFO phenomenon, him and George Knapp. And when he came on our show, I was really just a fan of some of his first work, like Patient 17, Mm -hmm. uh, going over Dr. Roger Lear, the foot doctor, taking out alien implants. But what I loved is we just felt so on the pulse because here he was shooting this movie about Bob Lazar in Area 51, as well as finishing his work on Skinwalker. So we just had him right at the pristine time. And... It was so great to be able to talk to somebody so knowledgeable about what was taking place in in the UFO uh, media topic of the day, which was this money that the the Pentagon was actually spending on UFO research. So uh, Jeremy Corbell was was a pretty eye-opening guest for me. Good answer. Uh, for me, I gotta say Tenny. I just, I just love Tenny. I love talking to him. I love the way he thinks about things. Yeah. Uh, he's just. Uh, endlessly fascinating and fun to talk to and i like that he uh he you know he lives it and breathes this stuff but he doesn't uh he doesn't really buy the line and i i like that way of approaching all this stuff i i I really like his perspective so i go with tenny yeah i would say both of those are good i mine might be a toss-up between adela levine and Mm. linda s godfrey shout out to two cool ladies yeah I mean, I, I think the way Adela frames what the spiritual realm is like and how it's sort of just like passing from one room to another, that definitely had a profound impact on the way I think about what the other side might be like. You know what I mean? That's nice. Yeah. Well, God, you cannot like that first how we met Adela at that group reading. She just had all of us floored in a matter of that about 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Really so whatever she's espousing, it's coming from somewhere because, man, I tell you, she hit the nail on the head when she read a whole group of people and contacting their loved ones. It, yeah. was, it was like a show to be witnessed. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty. It, and it had an prof- emotional effect on us all as well, mm-hmm. and certainly me. Um, and then Linda S. Godfrey, again, kind of opened my mind to... The concept of the dogman phenomenon through yeah. her books and then having her on as a guest. Right. You know, I think when you hear somebody so down to earth talk about something so strange, you start to go, and you know, 
I like her too because she's one of those like I don't know what to believe. I just these right. stories keep coming at me. You yeah, know? yeah. She's just taking the evidence as it comes. Yeah, and saying there's something here. I don't know what it is. Right. All right. Thank you, Keith. M underscore H says one. She's got three questions. He or she. They. They have three questions. What will it take to bring Uncle Dickie back? Um, <laughs> uh, if Manscaped becomes a Manscaped sponsorship, yeah, if there's spo- Manscaped you guys sponsorship, email Manscaped, yeah, and ask them to advertise on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Um, Let's revive Uncle Dickie. I've thought about doing a super cut of all the Uncle Dickie ads and releasing it as a Patreon only episode. That's a fun idea. <laughs> But uh, you, you thought about doing that as you thought about yeah, me I've, doing it. I've thought about that's why I haven't asked you to do it. Right. I've cool. thought about doing it. <laughs> okay. Two, will Bryce make more artwork of scenes of high strangeness? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a great question. I haven't been inspired in a while. I usually it usually comes about with watercolors. I like doing that and then I'll draw something on with a nice Sharpie and maybe put some glitter on there for the UFO. But yeah, I used to love doing those. I, I should do another one soon. You yep. should. Three, we know and love the BCC pups. That's of course Nova, who's with us. Mm-hmm. Baby Bryce's dog. I'm I'm saying this part, and then of course Vivi and Zozi, my dogs. Are there any BCC affiliated cats? Oh, that's a good question uh, for you boys. My girlfriend has cats. I call them my sons, Biggie and Poe. Um, but uh, it's not official, but uh, they're wonderful. Uh, Biggie is a Persian Himalayan. I post pictures of them on my Instagram. And Poe is a white and orange Persian. My girlfriend also has a cat who is an adorable loaf named Lucifer. And, uh, you know, I think Lucifer is uh, maybe she might make her way into official uh, Club Scout status. I am Ooh. allergic to cats, so working on that, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. A visitation from Mothman? No. An alien abduction? Uh, no, thank you. How about an MIB mind wipe? Absolutely not. Bad habits might feel supernatural, but breaking them doesn't take an out-of-this-world solution. Our sponsor, Fume, looks at the problem in a different way. Right, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Great idea, Riley. Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's It's a habit you are free to enjoy. And it makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is very helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. It's so true. I've, I've had this thing sitting on my desk for a little while now, and I find myself just constantly picking it up and just sort of playing with it. It's this very aesthetically beautiful object. It's wood and, and metal, and it, it kind of feels like a, a piece of mid-century modern furniture. And the little click and clank is so satisfying. It sounds like it goes very well with the BCC Clubhouse. It does. It, it, it fits right in on the desk. And also, uh, surprisingly, I would say, uh, flavorful and enjoyable to use. I, I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, don't rely on an alien abduction to break your bad habits. Stopping is something that we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code BCC to save 10% off when you get the Journey Pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BCC to save an additional 10% off your order today. Richards asks, when will you discuss the rest of Twin Peaks? Bryce, <laughs> it takes a bit to get into it, but I promise you'll enjoy it. Just binge it. I need someone to discuss it with. LOL. Uh, I'm on it. I really am. I can't. I know. I Man, I'm, uh, I know. We'll get one more Twin Peaks episode in before the end of the year, and whether or not it's the last one we ever do, uh, we'll see. Remains I've given up hope seen. of... of Bryce watching all of it. I've already done my rewatch. Um, I think we can at least get him to do the original series in Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, or at least the core Laura Palmer mystery story. That's kind of my goal at this point. You know, you gotta you gotta meet meet, meet people where they're at, Lauren. <laughs> Lyric asks, what cryptid do you think would be hardest to beat in a physical fight? No psychic powers or weapons. Ooh, okay. Related, which cryptid do you think you could beat in a fight? Love this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I bet I could beat those... Uh those little carjackers, the little what were the Rury hijackers? The Rury carjackers. Yeah. I like that you picked the smallest ones. <laughs> well, if they're gonna try and take my ride, I'm gonna. You well, know. okay, so you could beat them. Yeah. Uh, which? <laughs> what was the other part of the question? The, the hardest part of the question? to fight and would I be hardest to beat. I mean, like Mothman would fuck you up. With those those thighs. Yep, that's you right. Know? He'd get you in a grip just pop your head off yeah we kind of forgot that mothman has huge quads yeah massive quads uh what, what cryptic could i beat up maybe like a sheep squatch damn are you sure that's some brute strength that's Dumb true. brute strength that is, yeah then i'd have to outwit him you know yeah like how they, they fights the cyclops in the iliad what about you oh Oh, this hey, car well, you want to go ahead and to, stay in that uh, lane there, Mr. Camry. In a dangerous way. Mr. Camry. Um, okay. Hardest to beat. I mean, you got to go with your garden variety Sasquatch. That guy's strong. Yeah. He's going to kick your ass. Yeah. Dogman, he'll kick your ass. Yeah. They kind of all kick your ass. Most of them will kick your ass. Um, I could probably... I feel like I could drop kick one of those Hopkinsville goblins, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know that they're sort of goofy and hair pulling, but really what were they going to do to that family other than scare them? Yeah. Guys, I don't want to fight a sheep squatch. I take it back. That sounds scary. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, uh, Bryce, which would be the hardest to fight? Oh, man. To fight? Do our patrons know this is coming off our... Uh 
Super 16. Yes, it's already dropped. Oh, cause I, cause we literally. Let me let you in on a little insider. We just did that like a few hours ago, and the idea <laughs> of trying to think any more about fighting, fighting cryptids, cryptids <laughs> has my head turning into pea soup. So <laughs> I'm going to politely pass on this question. Fair enough. <laughs> Lyric also asked a follow-up question: What's your favorite Halloween slash spooky song? Oh, mm. I mean, my I got one easy. Le- I. What's yours, Mike, if you know it? Monster Mash. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, they did the Because ma- it has the bubbling and the... They did the, the mush. Yeah. They, they did, did the monster mush. The mush. Yeah. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mush. One-eyed, one-horned, parn, purple eater, eater, sec- uh, one-eyed, one-horned, flying, purple people eater. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I just started listening to the cramps a bunch when spooky season rolls around. They did around. the mush. The cramps just really do it for me for, like, spooky rock and roll. Great. Yeah. No specific song, just the catalog. Rob Whitaker asks, Hey guys, I re-listened to your Roswell special recently, which is amazing, by the way. Thank you. In one of the thank you. In one of the sections it discusses reports of dead alien bodies being found severely decomposed and eaten by animals, and I can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) What would the impact of ingesting alien matter uh, have been on an animal? And the surrounding ecosystem. Hmm, Chupacabra. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I love the idea of these little pilots being predated on by some coyotes. I can't imagine it might transform them, but who knows? It's very comic booky. And Michael, that's your area. Can- there, yeah, there's a great... Uh, I think Grant Morrison wrote it into Marvel Comics. There, well, uh, in an old Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four comic... I think Fantastic Four issue two. Reed Richards beat a bunch of shape shifting aliens called scrolls by tricking them into into turning into cows, and then they forgot that they were aliens. And then years <laughs> later, like decades later, Grant Morrison wrote a story where those cows got slaughtered and turned into hamburgers, what? and the people who ate those hamburgers got weird super alien superpowers. Oh well, man, that's a good time. Okay, well, it's really fun. Um, there you go. Yeah, maybe a chupacabra. I don't know. Yeah, eating some. It depends on if those things are radioactive or not. I don't know. I mean, what a great opening frame to a film that would be. Yeah. Just like a coyote just eating an alien. How do you know you're not eating an alien every time you have calamari? You are. Those squids are pretty smart. Octopuses. Mm -hmm. Torquil Dewar says, I have some cues. We got some A's. One. Do you think shadow people are a unique and specific area worthy of study in their own right? From accounts I have heard, they seem to be aware, conscious, and react to external stimuli in a way that your typical ghost does not. But they don't seem to get the same level of study that other paranormal entities enjoy. Well, I don't know if they enjoy it, Torquil, but um, I, I, get, I gather your meaning. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I think we talk about shadow people over here. A lot. I don't know if they're, you know, you don't hear about shadow people hunters. That would be a cool show. Mm-hmm. I think because of shadow people's association with uh, sleep paralysis and dreaming. Night terrors. And yeah, and, and as such, like their association with some sort of commonality in the human mind, like, uh, I, I think it's a really interesting thing, very worthy of study. And probably too easily dismissed by uh, professionals and clinicians because it's so associated with like dreaming and that space between like trying to go to bed. And so they're like, oh, you're just probably, you know, sleep hallucinating. 
But even if it is that, what an interesting wedge to start trying to understand what mm-hmm. sleep hallucinating is, you know? I like the idea that they're just like they're they aren't shadow people. They're actually have a full form, but our our eyes, our senses can only see them that defined. You know, it's sort of like a a picture that our eyes don't know how to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody asked me about my opinion about what I thought shadow people were, but I like that idea. Let's look into it. <laughs> Michael, what do you think shadow people are? I don't know. Some interdimensional entity of some kind. Would you ever consider making a new Patreon level which funds more episodes like the Roswell three-parter? I would pay more than just for one of those every month, but I understand they are a huge undertaking. Bryce, what do you say to that? Um... Yeah, you know, there's a few other cases out there that we haven't really covered that could use some deep dives. I know I'm, I already know the the cases. Yeah, they, they are a lot of work. It would be fun. It's something to consider. Thank you. Something to consider, definitely. Um, those are big episodes, and they do take up a lot of time um, to study and research and write those. You know, I'm not sure how we juggle it, but. We definitely want to, we're definitely planning more deep dives like that in the main show. Uh, in the not too distant future, I've mm-hmm. already got kind of one I'm, I'm planning. And then I've got a real good one that I've been wanting to get to for a couple of years now. Can you uh, give us a hint? Mm, it is one of the most famous, I'd say, one of the most famous UFO cases next to Roswell. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. Nice. Um, but yeah, well, we'll con- certainly consider it. I no no promises and no plans yet. But thank you. We support. Well, we appreciate your support. Will you ever have Ryan Singer on to talk about his possible Squatch experience? You guys are awesome. Love you all. Do you know who Ryan Singer is? No, who's Ryan Singer? I, I guess we got to look up who Ryan Singer is, and once we do, we'll find out. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, we're always looking to bring in cool guests that have uh, cool stories. So, uh, maybe. Rousseau says, asks, refresh our memories on how you guys met. Also, do you go out and party together or is BCC mostly a work relationship? I'll tackle the first part. Uh, We've said this a number of times now. Um, Bryce and I met years ago on what I like about you, but he doesn't remember that. Then it's true, (laughs) and then we—I remembered him. I—I followed his work, and then we guest starred together on an episode of Major Crimes, which we really should do as a TV club episode. That'd be great. That—that really maybe we'll do that this month because that would be really fun, and also that it's still the year of fulfillment, and we've said we were going to do that for a long time. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe that'll be uh, this month. Uh, We'll do uh, the Major Crimes episodes we're in. I've never actually seen it. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen it? No, I've never oh watched it. Oh my god! It. Yeah, we got to do it. It's uh, a it's a great funny episode, and I'll take that second part of the question. Um, oh wait, but oh. but so then then it was then that we started hanging out after that, and then we came up with the idea of doing a podcast, and then I met Riley while guesting on a different podcast with Jen Kirkman. It was surviving I, the holidays with Amazon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if you find the surviving the holidays on Amazon episode with Jen Kirkman and me. Riley is producing that episode. It was the first time I was ever in what would become the BCC Mm -hmm. uh, clubhouse. Until then, it was just my garage. Yeah. All right. Second part of that question. Um, Do we party together or is it mostly a work relationship? Well, I I mean, 
that's an interesting question. I don't really party, and uh, <laughs> I'm sober. Uh, and and um, well, you know, this we just came from Schaefer Lake, which felt like a party, even though we were working. But I guess to answer your question, no, like we don't meet up to like go to parties together. Although I would, I want to like. I just like when's the last time you I would went love to, to a hang party? With it doesn't guys. mean <laughs> what's that? Hey, boomer! It doesn't mean that we have to go to parties. Like, we just like go to like a high school house she party. Just means, like, like, hey, hey, you want to talk about aliens? Do we hang out and have fun when so we're not podcasting? I'll tell you what we the show takes up like a pretty decent chunk of time, and we all have very very busy schedules, so. We don't hang a lot outside of the show, but that said, I see and talk to Michael and Bryce more than pretty much all of my other That's friends. That's the thing. Yeah, you guys are in my closest inner circle. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, the yeah. people I interact with the most uh, in my outside life. Outside yeah, exactly. of my family and my relationship, like I talk to these guys more than anyone else in my life. Right. By nature of what we do. Plus, we have a scheduled hangout session at least once a week. So sometimes more. Um, there, there isn't a ton of time, but 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 um, we've all hung out socially for yep. sure. Oh, for sure. And yeah. Bryce and I have done things like go to the go to PowerCon and go like toy hunting and that kind of stuff. And it definitely happens. But um, and we know. have all, all kinds of other fun projects we're always thinking about and yeah. working on and meeting and up, having lunches for. Yeah, we get lunch. <laughs> we love having lunch. And we have we uh, we've had two road trips to Shaver Lake this year. Yeah, we we're friends. We're we're, friends. we're actually friends. It's not a facade. Katie Quilligan asks, "Have your views on any particular phenomenon changed majorly since starting the podcast, and what made the change?" I gotta say, a few years ago, I thought Bigfoot people were kooks, and now. Myself am such a kook, and that is without a doubt because some of the content of this podcast. Well, welcome to the kooky club. Oh, welcome nice. to the kooky jar. Yes, uh, Katie. Welcome to the kooky jar. The the big one for me, and you got, you might agree with this, Michael, was coming to this idea that all this stuff is somehow related. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess first starting this. All these things were kind of filed in their own separate boxes, and I found it fascinating that there was so many different types of phenomena to study. But as you start to look at this thing closer, you start to see patterns and parallels, which kind of lead me to believe that perhaps all this strange stuff is just different aspects of the same phenomenon trying to introduce novelty into our lives and shake us up a bit. So that's what I think. I've, I have changed in my views, and they're always ever-evolving, but that's where I'm headed, is that all this strange stuff is kind of somehow related. I like what Bryce said. I'm pretty much that. Pretty much sums up my uh, my perspective too. I, you know, I, when we started the show, I I liked all of this stuff from like an aesthetic kind of standpoint. Uh, and yeah, I, I I thought Bigfoot was like a funny thing, like not like I didn't think it was like a real thing. Uh, and I so I had no idea all the accounts and uh, experiences and encounters. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, this has really opened my mind up to a lot of things. I don't necessarily believe them, but I don't not believe them. And I definitely don't discount people's experiences of them. So, mm, well um, said. Yeah. Yep. I've said it before. I've said it again. Dogman. <laughs> I laughed about Dogman. No and now I'm like, okay, maybe there's such a thing. What it is, I'll never know. Right. Still have a hard time with that bat squatch, but 
I'll get on board. That's very, you know, we're all stubborn in our own ways, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Bussert. Hello, yes. Rachel. Speaking what of librarians. think about looking more closely into Appalachian folklore? Oh, sure. Love that idea. Yeah. And it's, Sarah V says, I second this. So many fascinating things to uncover here. I no, mean, sure. Great. You're really, you're really right, Rachel. It's a treasure trove of not just sort of cryptid lore, but scary stories. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the place of some great haunts. Those Appalachian trails and mountains are so extensive and vast that, man, the stories that come out of there are just so terrifying. We should definitely be uh, digging into some more uh, Appalachian terror stories. I Definitely. think I have some good reference books too. Uh, a buddy of mine gave me a great story that comes out of the old Smoky Mountains. I'll probably comb through that uh, when I get home. Cool. Spooky place for sure. I'd love to dig in on that. And plus, then I can do some like Appalachian style scores, which would be fun. Oh, yeah. Break out the old banjo. Yeah, get that banjo you know, out. A reverb. That fiddle, sure. That'd be fun. Bigfoot Collectors Club is brought to you by Dave. 2023 is BCC's year of manifestation. Maybe you're working on your goal of revising your budget or tackling your debt, but you can't always prepare for the unexpected. That's where Dave comes in. What's Dave? Who's Dave? Dave is the banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful. With Dave, you can get your money sooner and take a little edge off that anxiety about how much money you have to get through the week. We've all been there. You have an unexpected medical expense or you get into a fender bender, but you don't have the money to pay for it immediately. Now, Dave can help get you out of a pinch when you really need it. Listen, you're talking to two fellas here that are freelance artists. We Uh know the feeling of being in a bit of a cash pinch from time to time. Absolutely. I've definitely run bank accounts all the way down and credit cards all the way up. And I've been there and back again several times over trying to uh, tackle the impossible careers of musician, filmmaker, and podcaster. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit check. That's more money to fill your tank finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to dave.com slash bcc. That's dave.com slash bcc. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Get on the beers. This is more of a suggestion than a question, but we'll check it out. Would you mind discussing the West Hall 66 incident, please? It is a less well-known but very similar mass sighting to the aerial school phenomenon. There are a couple documentaries out there about it, and James Fox has a piece about it in his last documentary, The Phenomenon. Sure, we'll look into it. We'll put it on the list. Great tip. Thanks. What's Thank it called? The West Hall 66 incident. Okay. I think I've, I've heard about this before. Great, yeah. A bunch of kids on a playground. Um, also, Michael... 
when one of Bryce O'Reilly makes a pronunciation error or in some <laughs> other fuckery like that, can you please stop being so nice about it? I need to hear you go full McMillan on their asses, lest they step out of line again in the future. I feel like this is trolling me, not Bryce O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Also, Riley doesn't mispronounce the word fuckery. I, I've mispronounced, I'm sure. I mispronounce I... shit all the time. Bryce just makes up words. That's Which is a strong like, like, Yeah, it's, it's like eloquacious. Herthy. <laughs> like Herthy in this very episode. Uh, yeah. Christopher uh, Galliano asks, what do you guys think about the Gaia hypothesis theory? And do you think it could be that the overarching link that connects all paranormal phenomenon from the Gaian consciousness into our collective subconscious minds. I'd be interested if you guys, ha uh, Oh, also I'd be interested in you guys having Vuk from tracing owls on to just discuss this and expand on ideas. He's got a really interesting take on the paranormal. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is the Gaia theory the whole, like the universe is conscious and well, the planet is a conscious organism, right? Right. I think. Well, I know that's like Gaia's like Earth. Like I've hung out yeah. with hippies. Uh, but is the, the Gaia theory is is that specific to Earth or are we talking a universal consciousness? I think it's or? specifically related to Earth. I think so too. I think it's like Mother Gaia, the specifically relating to uh, is 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 the Earth a, a sort of a feminine consciousness? Uh, and are Mother, some of the Mother supernatural Gaia. things uh, Gaia's way of communicating with us? I think consciousness permeates the universe is what how I will answer that. That's a that's a great answer. Well, yeah, I would say if it's on Earth, it wouldn't be limited to Earth. No, that, but I mean beyond even just like a being, like a human. Like well, I, yeah, I think yeah. there is consciousness that is a form that beyond our comprehension. Absolutely, I I'm going to piggyback off that. I think the the place where all this consciousness seems to stem from is unknowable and ineffable by words alone. And I think that, yes, this Earth, planet Earth, has a consciousness, but coming from old Hindu philosophy, so does the rock, so does the tree, so does the dirt on the ground and the insects, and right. everything has its own level of consciousness, not just Earth. And so that means even our solar system has its consciousness, and the universe as a whole. Um, so, yeah, I do believe that, but I don't just... Uh, I don't just relegate it to Earth alone right. as uh, a consciousness. That's yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, maybe we'll devote an episode to the Gaia theory or slash hypothesis in the near future. Thanks for your question. And yeah, and we'll look at you know we're always open to guest suggestions. So thank you for that as well. Yep. Oh, gotta put my reading glasses back on. Kenzie Anderson asks, "Yay!" or says, "Yay!" Another Q and A, and then asks. Five questions. Kenzie, you're out Kenzie of control. Kenzie is excited. <laughs> what topics of high strangeness are you looking forward to doing? Got a favorite in your back pocket you're saving? I think we already answered this question for me, and I'm not telling. I think <laughs> Terry Lovelace's abduction at Devil's Den would be a good and scary one. Great. We'll put that on the list as well. Yep. Bryce, anything? Um, You know me. I always like a bend towards... Uh, the esoteric and occult. So I, I like to look in that direction. I love the alien stuff. I want me you guys too. to yeah. give me more aliens. Um, 
but Gray's Collecting Club just doesn't. Gray Collecting Club, Gray Alien Collectors Club doesn't. It's not as good. So now, Riley, the Alien thing though, that can be sort of subcategorized. Are you when you like the Alien stuff? Do you like the the Contact T stuff, the landings, the uh, uh, the abduction phenomena? Like, what part of the Alien stuff do you like? Literally all of it. Yeah, I just love it. I love the ships and the stories and the scary stories and the and the the whole like. You know, Galactic Federation yeah. ideas and all these like wild sort of you know. I like the coveralls and the world. spacesuits. Yeah, they're, 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 it's always so like you get a wide variety of creatures. Like they have a Dickies mm-hmm. on uh, Zeta Reticuli or something. You know, those little mecha- underwater mechanic aliens. I, yeah. I can think about them like every other day. <laughs> I love those little guys. I love that. Yeah. Um, number two, will you guys come back to Fan X in Salt Lake? again oh i sure hope so that was so much fun yeah Yeah, they ask us we'll come back if you own a convention or run one please invite us i love that stuff yeah yeah Yeah. when you finish writing your letter to manscaped asking them to advertise on the show go ahead and send a letter (laughs) a physical post postmarked letter to uh fan x in salt lake and uh, have them tell them to have us back three what's your very all caps favorite story of high strangeness that you've covered and least favorite I mean, the least favorite is probably one of the ones that I've forgotten about, so that would be hard to answer. Well, I um, mean, that would really be judging our work, Riley. You know what I mean? No, I mean it's just like how could I answer? Like, you know what I mean? I can't. I, I can't think of all the episodes, right? Can you think of the least favorite episode we've done? Well, I don't think it's the least favorite episode as much as it's a story of high strangeness. Um. Oh, yeah, like you just don't like the vibe. It's kind of, it? of a weird question because I think if we've discovered least favorite if we get into a story of high strangeness that that feels icky feels icky or doesn't pass the sniff test there's been times like in the swamp uh skunk ape of lettuce lake where we kind of ditch it and we'll move on to something else right um so i'm not sure i mean i'm trying to think like what would even be like didn't we do one that had like kids being murdered that one was kind of a bummer. <laughs> what? Didn't we do was uh, the possession story a while back? Somebody murdered their family. I don't know. Am I just thinking about uh, movies now? Maybe. I don't <laughs> know. I'm just, thinking about, I'm just thinking about things that make me feel bad now. Yeah. I mean, my favorite... Do you have a favorite, Bryce? Uh, favorite story of high strangeness. I love the Hopkinsville Goblin Encounter. Yeah, I we love, need to revisit that. That was I an love, early episode. Uh, Roswell and uh, yeah, those two are great. I love that one story about in Topanga in the sixties and the yeah the, oh, the, the Topanga UFO, UFO flap of the sixties. Yeah, I like that. That yeah, one. that's a good one. I mean, I think one of my favorites is the uh, Bryce did it. It was the one about the the rock stars in a van that got abducted by aliens. Oh, that one too. Oh yeah, remember? Didn't he like he bring his, to, like, his recorder? His recorder collection. Yeah, yeah God, that's, so that's good. right. That's that a, was good, a good, one. good one. Yeah. Uh, my glasses again guys can we please get more song covers kokomo <laughs> brought me two tears oh um, <laughs> that's awesome yeah we'll keep yeah. them coming it's nice sure. that you guys are enjoying this sort of we would have had some musical. in the slumber boy special but riley forgot his guitar i forgot my guitar dude but of course we'll do covers again yeah yeah we'll keep them coming so this, send, send requests also yeah. if you want a cover personally you can get one on cameo there you go hit up riley on cameo 
This one's not a question, but a praise. Congrats on five years. I love you guys and the shows you put out. And I can't wait to see what year six brings. Smiley face heart. Thank you so so much. much. Thank you. Christopher Galliano's back. Have you guys ever heard of the Dubno abductions? If not, I definitely think you should be a to- it should be a topic of high strangeness. Would you guys consider doing a podcast crossover episode again? Like try to do one with the Cryptonaut guys? Again, these I feel are more suggestions than questions, but yes, sure. Yeah. Um, I've not heard of the Dubno abductions. The Dubno? D U B N O. D-U-B-N, D-Dub, no, I've never heard of Dub, it. Dub, no, one oh. word. Uh, we'll look into it. Thanks, Christopher. Man, a lot of episode ideas. Wendy it- McClure says, hoo-hoo, Five years strong. I appreciate the time and effort put into every episode. Aw. So many hypothetical questions I want, to, I, I want answers to. I will leave it with this one-ish. Also, I'm sorry in advance if this is... Scary face. If you were beamed up Travis Walton style and you were given the option to remember or not remember the event, what would you choose? Remember. 100%. Whatever. I'll, I'll take the trauma to know it's real. Ooh. Christ. God. I don't know. Uh, yeah, give me the no remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to remember that shit. Also, where's the worst place time you can imagine said abduction could occur? Anywhere, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere, anytime. I mean, yeah. I, pretty, I've thought about much. this. Like, would it be scarier to wake up in the middle of the night and see like alien grays standing at your bed? Or would it be scarier to be like doing the dishes in the middle of the day and you look over and there's a gray standing oh, in your God. kitchen? Mm. That I feel like is more terrifying because you it's more at night unexpected. you're like yeah yeah at night you're like of course I always knew this would happen like you're just like getting a cup of coffee or something and it's just, yeah yeah the barista Bryce man I'll tell you what there's times when I'm sort of maybe walking alone or just like out and I realize you know if I see some the weird light and. I don't know. I go through these scenarios in my head. Yeah. It's maybe when you're out and nobody knows you're kind of gone for a second. And mm. I don't know. I feel like you, sometimes you could just disappear off the face of the earth if someone were to take you in their ship and go. Oh, look. Fireworks. To your right. Oh, there's some fireworks out. Hell, they sure do put on a good show out here in bumfuck nowhere. It's Erlemart, man. No one here talks like this. We're in the middle of California. But, also, you know. where is the worst? Oh, yeah, we did that one. Thank you for your question, Wendy. Thank you for your patronage. Abby Matthews says, asks, I'd love to know, one, who each Bigfoot boy's personal favorite guest has been. I've kind of answered that. They're all my favorites. Yeah, I they're love, all great. We love all of our guests equally. We love them all equally, just like all of our children that we haven't. Well, I guess Bryce has children. Yeah, you, you, have, you have a favorite? You want to? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I can't answer that. I'm trying to think. Like, do you have one that you just don't want to say? No, I mean, I, th- I got like a top. I got like a greatest. They're definitely, hits. N- probably not listening to this. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> That's I mean, if they true. are a guest and they're a patron, then they are one of our favorite guests. You know who you are. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, well, you know great. what then. Fine. Betsy and Marcy Sodaro. Oh, well, All time yeah. greatest guests. Also, I got to say, 
Jen Kirkman. Jen Kirkman, we is miss you. the reason you. we're here. Yeah, we Jen, love Jen Kirkman Jen, so much. Jen moved to New York City uh, this past year, is three hours ahead, mm-hmm. and is uh, working like a crazy lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I have reached out to her a number of times this year to come be on the show, and she's just been too busy, but we'll get her back. I miss Kevin Kirkpatrick, Kevin too. Kirkpatrick. Kevin moved yeah. to Amsterdam. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, now can, we're just saying people we miss. Can, can never go wrong with Betsy and Marcy. They're our podcast sisters. Yeah. Um, you know who we like. Yeah. We like them because we have them back on the show a lot. Ryan Sprague, you know, throw that out there. Adela, mm-hmm. Dylan, Tenny, you guys know who you are. All right, but we 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 have had a blast. We've been lucky that we've had a lot of amazing guests. I, we've enjoyed I've, all of them. I've gotten to meet so many people through the show. You kind of already know most of them, but it's been pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, two. Was there ever a moment in the show that shifted your paradigms or really changed? What you thought about something. We answered that one. Three, Michael, will you ever learn transcendental meditation? Ha ha. Okay. Um, yes, I will, actually. I was I was going to get into it and then the pandemic hit. Hmm. And then I was like, you have to you had to go someplace to get to learn how to do it. And then I've just been sort of lazy since uh, things have opened back up in LA. But I will. I will. Maybe that'll be a 2023 goal. That's nice. Um, Marhaya Stark says, "If you could be, if you could guest on any paranormal podcast slash TV show, what would it be and Expedition why?" Expedition Bigfoot, currently airing or not? <laughs> well, on Discovery Plus. Uh, I would like to be a reenactor on the old school. Um, Unsolved mysteries. Oh, yours is good. Oh yeah, God, that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. It's huh? got to be in the eighties. Yeah, that's uh, a good answer. Uh, Bryce, what about you? I like what Jack Osborne's doing over at the Travel Channel and oh, yeah. the Ghost Bros. I'd like to do something fun with those yeah, guys. Be fun. Yeah. What TV movie depictions of ghosts and aliens would you want to be real? Uh, those fun squid aliens from uh, Arrival. Who helped teach you how to re- rethink reality by teaching mm, yeah. you their alien language? I like them, yeah. They're peaceful. Um, Station from Bill and Ted. Station! Station! He's an enlightened <laughs> being from the future and he's just so supremely chill. What about you, Bryce? Ghosts or aliens? Uh, aliens. No, no. No. <laughs> 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 Correct. Good job, Ryan. We'll move on to everybody. What movie, Alien or Ghost, do you wish was real? Casper, uh, perhaps? I want those uh, xenomorphs to be real. What? <laughs> You're a madman. I mean, if they're real, then you get those giant blue god yeah. architect dudes. Yeah. Ghost? Oh, God, yeah. They were cool. The the What were they called? The architects, right? The progenators. The progenators? I don't know what they were. I don't know. I forgot about those movies. Um, Ghost-wise, yeah, like, who's not, who's not scary and not annoying? You think Casper's too annoying? You'd, you'd get over that? Maybe. I like the ghosts from Ghosts. They're fun. The British show. Oh, yeah, they're a good time. They're fun. I could hang out with those yeah, ghosts. Yeah, you could hang out with them in your house. It'd be a good time. I like that show. All right. Not a question. You guys have chatted in your most recent BCC app with Linda the Ghost Hunter about the fact that adults lose their connection with the paranormal and more fantastical side of life. 
just realize it's stuff like this that keeps it alive for us. Oh. It keeps our minds open and connects like-minded people. Thank you. Oh, well, I appreciate nice. that. And Love yeah, that. That's a, I think that's part of the reason we do this also for ourselves, to preserve some of that in our lives. Jude Temple. I believe this is our recent uh, birthday, birthday Jude. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Again, I recall Jude. the story about how Michael and Bryce met, but Riley, how did you guys meet? How did you guys meet Riley? Oh, I think we just covered that. Yep. See earlier in episode. Scroll back. Uh, Michael, have you ever been visited by ghost Albie? If so, how did you know it was him? Uh, I've never... F- huh. I don't. I mean, I've talked about how I felt like he's visited in dreams. Because they were very specific. Um, I feel like I had a thing happen this year where I was like, whoa, that was weird. I don't think so. If if something, if I remember this, it'll come back to me and I'll let you know, but yeah, I just think in dreams, but never, I've never been in like my home and been like, oh my gosh, I think Albie's here right now. Mm. Um, yeah, not, not necessarily, but I wish you would. He's welcome anytime. Matt McLaughlin says, which paranormal phenomenon would you most like to experience that you haven't already? I, for one, would love to see me some Dover Demon. <laughs> <laughs> what a great answer. You know what, Matt? <laughs> if I could see the Dover Demon, I would I would love that. Yeah. I want to see the Loch Ness Monster. Huh. You know, if the, I, that would, that's one that wouldn't scare me. I mean, I guess Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot. But uh, it would be, sure be cool to see that. See a dinosaur come out of the water at Loch Ness. It's a toss-up between Bigfoot and Loch Ness. What about you, boys? I mean, I want to see one of those like hyper-advanced Type Three civilization aliens, you know. And then they can give me they can give me the download. I'll, that's fine. I'm I'm here. I'm <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, give me that squatch. I want to see a. <laughs> I want to get visual confirmation. Yeah, for sure. All right. Okay. Eric S. Bailey writes, is it high as in extreme strangeness or high as in altered state of consciousness strangeness? Is it high as in extreme strangeness or high as in altered states of consciousness strangeness? Or perhaps there's no preference, winky face, wacky face. Yeah, I'd say they're not mutually exclusive. It's a little bit of both. High strangeness intonates those sort of outside the box details that we love to talk about on our show because we think that gets us closer to the the truth of what's actually taking place Mm. and high as in altered states of consciousness because yeah who knows that doesn't just infer that drug taking or or psychedelics altered states of consciousness can come from drumming chanting uh walking around in circles ritual meditation so uh, who knows what people are experiencing when they have these uh mystical encounters or strange scenarios take place so i think it's a little bit of both um i just love the verbiage of it not quite sure where it came from, but uh, yeah, high strangeness all the way. Couldn't have said it better. That's yeah, it. it's a term that I think we we use high strangeness a bit more liberally or broadly, I should say. Um, it really applies to cases where the interactions that take place almost take on dreamlike qualities like hmm. an alien making pancakes or an alien with drill bit hands or right. a 
a clown, a robotic clown with a soundboard on his chest. Mm -hmm. Those are truly the high strangeness stories, but we kind of use it as an umbrella term because it's fun and it's catchy. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you're inclined to get a little buzz and listen to these stories, and please go ahead by all and enjoy. means do it. You know, there was a Michael gave me a great book called High Weirdness by Eric Davis, and what I loved about it was he chose that word specifically over high strangeness because he believes that you know just weird it sort of encapsulates people and the phenomenon a little bit better like mm -hmm. for its example we're three weirdos right now with a dog uh podcasting driving back from shaver's lake mm -hmm. shaver's lake oh my god <laughs> uh but i like that yeah i agree i agree Bip Grizzo, our Ewok buddy, says, I'd like to know, what are your favorite British and European cryptid and high strangeness stories? Also, I would love you guys to do a TV club on the 90s show Sliders. Great. Um, favorite British and European cryptid. I mean, Nessie. Yeah, Nessie's Classic, number one. All time. Cornish Owlman. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I love those Who Valsol aliens. Oh yeah, Val oh yeah. The, I, the that's is that the French lavender? Yeah, I mean they're not technically a cryptid, I guess, but yeah, it's a you know, tomato, tomato. Um, what about the uh, spring-heeled Jack? That's a British yes, weirdo. Good yeah. one, big fan. European Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Yeah. Trying to think European specifically. Now we're just European. naming stuff. Um, I like that spring-heeled Jack. I love that dude. I, I think about that that trail of uh, the single footprint in the snow. I like that image. A lot. I didn't hear any of that, Riley. Oh, sorry. I'm just driving <laughs> and podcasting, and I have a I have a naturally low he's, voice. He's really I'm, whispering. I'm over the soft-spoken one. Uh, uh, I, the Spring Hill Jack, the, the trail, yeah. of the footprint in the snow. I love oh, that image. Oh, the Devil's Footprints. That's in yeah. Devonshire. Yeah. In England or Devon. Um, Ooh, stinky. I can't remember the specific name of the poltergeist, but it was the one that lived in the stovepipe in, I believe, Spain. Oh, yeah. And he was real kind of... Again, a ghost. Rude. Not encrypted. Wow, we're driving through a smelly park yeah, in California. bad right here. Look at that full moon, though. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Sliders. I got a funny story about sliders. For the longest time, uh, in on my IMDb page... I was credited as white rapper number one from an episode of Sliders long before I ever moved to L.A. Amazing. Did not, was not me. It's, it's gone now. <laughs> Bip Grizzo also asks, would you ever come to and do a live show in the U.K.? Preferably Liverpool, maybe in haunted Chinatown? Shoot it. Fuck uh, yeah. Anytime. If Absolutely. we can go. If, sure. BCC World Tour. I just, that would crush. Oh, yeah. Ugh. One day. There are enough one people. Day. You know what? I tell you what, Bip. If you can guarantee us that a hundred people would come to that show, we'll come. Uh, that might not cover expenses. <laughs> we'll, we'll, wanna, we'll work the numbers. We'll get back to 300. you. Three hundred. Uh, Four hundred people, Bip. Yeah, if we're selling out a theater, we're in. Aaron Hunter asks, not really a question, but from firsthand experience, if you fall asleep listening to this, you may have a sex dream about Michael, Ooh. and it may not be terrible. Ooh. Off the tailwinds of Wet Hot American Summer, I suppose. Mm. So I guess, how do you feel about that? LOL. Thanks for you guys for everything you do. This is solicitous stuff, Wait, Aaron. so th the question was, <laughs> was I had a sex dream about you, yeah. and yeah. it was pretty good? Uh, huh? You know, uh... Are you sure it wasn't a night terror? <laughs> hey, <laughs> <Ba -boom -ching. laughs> All right, Derek Cole, 
Hey guys, thanks for all the work you put me you put into the show. I thought I'd ask a question to each of you. Ah. And we love you, Derek Cole. Here we go. We do. Derek Cole is the artist behind our our uh just finding yourself a Bigfoot Clubhouse mm-hmm. uh uh shirt. We are fans of him. Bryce. Yes. Have you ever tried to psychically connect with a Bigfoot out in the field? I remember hearing Les Stroud on a podcast and he believes he was telepathically spoken to by a Bigfoot. Yeah, we I practiced it last night when we did our nighttime investigation. As soon as we entered what I would call the the zone, I sort of just say to myself and anybody who might be listening in the area around, I'm I'm entering your zone and I hope that we can make a communication tonight. So yeah, absolutely. I'm always trying to use ev- any tool at my disposal. Uh, and that includes uh, psychically reaching out to Bigfoot. Excellent. I just discovered that my uh, phone battery is about to die and I'm going to have to get onto the Patreon to listen. So Bryce, you might want to log into the Patreon for me and as a backup. Oh, here, why don't I hand you? I might have a uh, battery charger pack I can give you. Oh, for an iPhone? Man, look at us, yeah. professional Guys, podcasters. Time Stand stuff. by. Okay, Zero. I'll keep asking questions yeah, in the meantime. Do it. I'll get you set up. Uh, oh boy, I lost my place. Oh boy, Kenzie. Okay, we're looking for Derek. Oh, thanks. I'm giving I Michael my phone. Backup. Oh, backup phone. Okay, we're good. I mean, we're it good. It will happen eventually. Unless yeah. Bryce gets me. Uh, All phones die charger. eventually. All phones die. All phones go to heaven. That um, everyone remembers that fun movie from their childhood. <laughs> um, okay, Riley. Yes. Where do you get the confidence to wear a dress? I am a masculine presenting man, but I think they look so comfortable. Maybe you've just got the legs for it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, for a long, I, I, I like I like wearing dresses and skirts and and just like I just like having fun with clothes. And for a long time, I did not do it. I don't really know why. I just thought it was thought people would judge me or it was weird. Um, I will say that performing on stage gives you another level of freedom and then i think maybe that's how i started doing it and then i just was like i got such a positive response from like my friends and like the people that i would meet and i was like oh this is great and also who cares and they're also they're comfortable and fun and the ladies don't get to have all the fashion fun so yeah i uh i just dress how i want to dress i don't know all clothes are costumes, really, at the end of the day. That's the truth. So yeah. pick the costume you want to wear. Yeah, I say just, dude, like, I, I'm I'm also just, I'm a, I'm a dude who just also likes to wear dresses. So pop one on, man. Just order one on the internet. Try it on. See how you feel. Go get a cup of coffee. You'll realize it's no big deal. Great answer. Michael, if a little gray alien landed in your yard and they said... I will definitely answer any single question you have, but you must take a probe first. Would you take the probe? And what would be your question? <laughs> Wait a minute. You You've already probe. told me. <laughs> You're getting probed Derek. and sex dreamed. And- uh, Derek. Yeah. Good question. No, good question. Excellent answer question. question Mike. Like Bryce, would you psychically connect with a... Okay. I'll take the probe. <laughs> first of all, you said... Would you take the probe, and what would your question be? So, therefore, I've taken the probe in your scenario. Um, and what would your question be? Also, it is the kind of probe you're thinking. Oh, no. Uh, no, I'm not going to let this alien probe me. 
he's no. Wait, what are you getting in return again? I kind of got stuck. He'll answer any question that I want. This guy's got nothing to offer me, dude. That's some that's some fucking monkey paw rules. That alien is (laughs) tricking Uh, you. No, I have answers. Let me probe you. (laughs) No, little alien, dude. No, you just tell me what you know. No, answers no. No, thank you, sir. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Um, if uh, if there was my place, if there was thirty. If there was no probe involved, my question might be, uh, are you from the future or are you from another planet? Right. Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? When are you from? Where are you from? When are you from? Where are you from? Why are you from? How are you from? Katie Quilligan asks, can we get some more Riley meditations? Yes. Sorry. I will. I promise. I promise. I'm so guys. It's been a it's been a crazy guys, year. This is a wrong question to ask Riley. I guess I'm doing my best. That just means they like your meditations. I'm it's doing fine. my best. I, you know what? I actually I went back and revisited that, and I, I was like, oh, this was nice. I got to do this again. Yeah, we'll we'll so definitely I have will. more. I promise if you. If we've I will. done it, I'll say this as a general rule: if we've done it before, we'll probably do it again. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, Ian Sarah asks, I recently rewatched the Blair Witch Project and seeing it after consuming a few seasons of the show and Expedition Book Bigfoot got me thinking, is that movie secretly a Bigfoot movie? It's got wood knocks. It's got twig structures. It's got yeah. weird rock piles. What do you guys think? I think you're right on top of it. There's a great book. Uh, Called High Strangeness, where I, I'm sorry, where the footprints, uh, where end. the footprints end, by Joshua Cutchin and Timothy Renner, and they go into great detail uh, how the parallels between witch activity and Bigfoot activity. So you're absolutely right. There is, it does appear to be a Bigfoot movie at sense. Only in the end, it's more of a witch. But yeah, there. There's a striking commonality there. One that you would be, uh, you would be, not well to dismiss because, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say, but the answer is yes. It's a Bigfoot movie with a witch. Cool. Yeah, why not? Parallels there for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Uh, great. Yeah. Totally. Matthew Dickey. Hey, BCC boys, I love the show, and I've been listening since I binged My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and found this lovely podcast that had practically all the actors of the show on it as guests. (laughs) Yeah. See what we did there? Yeah. See how I booked a show? My question is, which of your guests' personal paranormal history is your favorite slash scariest for you? I feel bad because I can't remember the name, uh, the past guest's name, but mine was the hat man hiding in the wardrobe, and once she noticed it, it pointed out to her friend. It raised its arm and straight pointed at them and rushed them and vanished. I remember that. That was story. Heather Ann Campbell. God, and, that uh, was too much. Bryce, you weren't there for that episode. It was the Living in the Simulation episode. Right. Yeah, that was Heather Ann Campbell's story, and it was terrifying. Truly terrifying. And it still didn't change your mind about ghosts. <laughs> I that, love that. And that is that one too. of my favorite ones I've ever heard. I mean, Spider and I'm sorry, I'm blanking. What is it? What is Chrissy, it? Yeah, Chrissy's. our most haunted guest. shared stories is just bonkers. Yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah. Um, the thing that blew my mind about the whole thing is that the guests still didn't believe in the paranormal even after the encounter. Bonkers. Right. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, those are up there. You know, one that I I catch myself thinking about is 
Gabrielle Ruiz's from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend mm-hmm. talked about how the house, the compound house, in her right? family's I was thinking the was same haunted thing. in that um, there may have been a witch that used to live in the basement. In the basement, right. And the neighbor, neighbor said they would look and see weird lights flashing and going yep. off in the basement. Yep. Right. I think about that a lot. She was yeah. going to follow up with her mom, too, if I recall, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, she did. She didn't really find out more, but Dang. I think she she did call in with a follow-up. I do played. remember that one. I, I was thinking that, too. That one always got me. That like, visual is always stuck in my head. Um, Bryce, what about you? I, that's the one I was thinking, honestly. Really? I wow. really was, yeah. And uh, cool. and then of course I was thinking also Chrissy Fox I just could not believe yeah. all the paranormal encounters she's experienced and and documented uh, photographically and video yeah. amazing I would also say uh, a dear friend of the show uh, and all of us uh, Grace Mitchell's account with her mom when she yeah, was a kid that UFO. seeing a massive craft up close and like the kids yes. seeing it the mom seeing it like. Yes. I still cannot believe that happened. That's, That's one of my so favorites, yeah, too. Wild. You, you know, you're so right. Like, a mother and daughter sighting. Like, I can't imagine if I saw something like that with my son. That would be so weird. Right. And, like, you know, very, very few encounters of seeing a ship up close. Yeah. Uh, so that one's... That That's one, another... That one sticks. ...thing that I would like to experience is being able to see a ship that close, a UFO that close. Yeah. Um... He also uh, added on to the question, excluding the experts, because damn, that fireplace ghost girl story from Linda the Ghost Hunter still has me creeped out. Yeah, that, that's a great story, too. <laughs> right. Love that story. This is from Briley Ray. We, cool name. <laughs> what do you think about demons? I believe in, or am at least open to, almost everything paranormal. But I have a really hard time believing in an entity that was never human and is purely malicious and evil. Maybe unless it's an alien. I don't even believe in the concept of evil, much less hell. I just don't think the universe works that way. I believe the universe works towards creation, toward the good, and even toward love. Some would say, well, everything has its uh, antithesis or opposite, including creation, good, or love. And to that I say, well, what's the opposite of broccoli? What's the opposite of, of a baseball bat? Well, a baseball mitt. Um, of, an ear, of an ear infection. From the hundreds of real-life ghost encounters I've heard on podcasts and such, it seems clear that a person who was unpleasant or bad in life would also be in death. Hence, ghost encounters that seem negative or malicious. Those make sense to me. But I think the term demon is thrown around way too easily and often. Love you guys to death. You're my second Patreon sub ever. And Linda the Ghost Hunter ep rocked my all caps world. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. I mean, I I struggle with this too. You know, um, I struggle with it because, and, and this is by no means to me to object to anybody's belief system. Right. But growing up religious and Christian, I guess we didn't really talk a ton about demons in the church, but I don't know. I feel like when we bring up stuff like demons, it makes me feel like we have to then automatically put all of it into a religious context. Same thing with right, angels, right. right? So I feel like that then makes us 
it, it it's already sort of like limiting how we can think about things. So I do struggle with demons in that sense. That's also not to say that those that there aren't demons and angels, and maybe all that stuff's true. I don't know. Um, I I do. I I I I would say that like if things have opposites or not i do think there are spectrums and scales and there are energies that are just harmful out there right and maybe there's personification of harmful energy well yeah or or destructive and tendencies i mean i think as much as the universe tends towards creation it also tends towards like entropy like you know eventually every star will burn out and the universe mm. will go cold you know, so I, every iPhone will die. Yes, <laughs> all iPhones die. Is it a full moon right now? By it, the way, it is. It's a full moon. We're out here casting. Full moon Q and A. I, I, I want to speak on this, and 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 look, one infers the other. You can't have white without black. You can't have the good without the bad. The dark without the light. Even sound is produced with moments of silence in between, right? Mm. So, of course, there's going to be evil if there is good, but I think that's looking at it wrong, too. Uh, it, that's just coming from our perspective on what is, right. quote-unquote, good or bad. And ultimately, there's no... The universe has no judgment on what's good or what's bad. It's all It all just is. Yeah. It's a revolving cycle of creation and destruction, right. of... of, of of exhalation and inhalation. That's all it is. We're the ones that put the good and the bad spin on it. Right. I would also say for me with the demon thing, like I'm most interested in experiences, encounters, evidence, things like that. Uh, you know, more tangible like accounts with stuff that's rooted more in sort of like dogma and religion. I find that I'm just generally less interested in. Um, I'm much more interested in sort of the, the human first-hand experience of all this stuff so yeah like i don't really uh i don't really think about it i guess yeah i would say i want to clarify i kind of thought thought about what i was saying and it's it's sort of in line with riley's like i'm not anti-religion i just don't i don't personally want to subscribe to any one set belief system mm -hmm. and and so when we when we introduce concepts that are already preset within a select belief system, I tend to go, eh, I don't know, I don't know, I know, because you're, I already have to believe that belief system in a way right. to subscribe to that. And so I struggle with that. Well, here's same, the, wait, same uh, thing, same thing applies to hardcore UFO conspiracy stuff, totally, like the reptilian agenda or any of that stuff. It's like, no, I don't, I'm not. Cause I, cause you're sort of asking me to sign up for a whole belief system. I'm, oh, of course I'm. I've thought about it. I'm open to some of these ideas. You know what I mean? But I just don't want to believe in anything. And I think the the thing when it comes to angels and demons, I tend to think, well, that must mean that I have to believe. I have to subscribe to a certain belief system to begin with. All that being said, um, if you're not into demons and don't want to believe in demons, don't believe in demons. <laughs> you know Done, deal. Mean? Done deal. Done <laughs> deal. I don't know. It's weird shit. Well, that's yeah. what we're gonna say. Oh, uh, here. Maybe here's another way to look at something like that. Right? Is here's a demon addiction. 
Yes. yes. Greed. Totally. And mm. uh, personal relig- demons are religion's very real. Religion's a great way to to parable and anthropomorphize our demons. That's right. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, same with aliens. That's right. Same with same with aliens. Same with sci-fi. So uh, demons uh, do same exist. With horror movies. I struggle with them every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's true. I, w- I did think about that. Yeah, we got a van full too. of them. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <Hi> boys. <laughs> nice food for thought, Jay. Thank you. Yeah. Bonnie Craig, I've just been thinking about uh, a lot about Bigfoot lately. <laughs> well, join the club. Yeah, haven't we all? And, <laughs> we, that, that could be how I start. That could be this first sentence that how I say I, every how day. How do I think less <laughs> about Bigfoot? Please help. Uh, I've Bryce. just been thinking a lot Bigfoot about Bigfoot in lately. in the room with us now, Michael? Would you like me to make a, a, some coffee? Um, and feeling like they're probably just another fey creature. Yeah. What do you all think about that? Like when people say they're basically stalking, excuse me, stalking their houses and watching them from the dark outside their windows, what regular woodland creature has time to fuck with all that unless they're getting fed or they're like the ones in the Max Brooks book, uh, Devolution? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But things don't generally seem to end that way, at least that we know of. Circular weed thoughts, yes, but I'm still curious <laughs> what other people think. And my coworkers are sick of me bringing up Bigfoot all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Bonnie. Why not? And I, I think the same thing applies to aliens. Yeah, this is, could, I think it's be. the overarching thing we talk about quite a bit, yeah. actually. The- I absolutely think you're onto it. If you had to pin me down, I would say that Bigfoot is a psychological projection of mankind's unconscious projected into deep, dark, forested places. I would also add that the alien represents a psychological archetype projection of our future selves and it's uh, cast out into deep outer space. And therefore, mermaids are real. Yeah. yeah. So we are Bigfoot. We are alien. I love that. Uh, Antonia asks, maybe this is a question for Riley. Uh, what type of music do you think Bigfoot listens to? Metal. <laughs> I was gonna go for more like country. <laughs> I just, yeah, just like just like extreme thrash. Uh, no, probably uh, Bigfoot. I could see Bigfoot enjoying maybe some Beethoven. I like you know? picture him thumping on some like tree stumps oh, with like, some sticks. Maybe he's just like straight EDM. You know, he just likes that four on the floor. Yeah, just just shaking those pendulous breasts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Bryce uh, you've been DJing on this road trip a lot yeah man uh, I don't know man I think the sounds of the forest are his jazz yeah baby <laughs> squirrel rock bro <laughs> Dobby Juan Glass hey guys thanks so much for the show I usually have music in the background when I listen to this podcast but not would listen to podcasts but not this one the soundtracks nice. Make it a step up from other high strangeness content. Cool. Thanks. I'm I'm very fascinated by something Bryce keeps bringing up about the McKenna quote. History is the shockwave of eschatology. Mm. And I wondered if you could elaborate about how each of you consider the topic. I don't think this means things are predetermined as much as events and even thoughts we have transcend time. We are... We are perhaps all subconsciously anticipating some change, some event, whether it be our own future or that of humanity. Yeah. Not necessarily apocalypse, but just something. We know that our brains emit electromagnetic signals. What if these travel through space and time? 
Is this what psychics feel when they focus on a person or let their mind drift? Picking up on the transmissions that uh, picking up on the transmissions on that frequency from past, present, and future people, perhaps. Also, do you think Bigfoot eats mushrooms? The trippy <laughs> ones, of course. Hell yeah! Uh, Bigfoot eating mushrooms is well, the yeah. kind of stoned ape yeah, theory. theory. I mean, if Bigfoot's yeah. out there, then he's stumbled across some mushrooms and, and tripped balls. For That's sure. one of my favorite Bigfoot theories is that these sort of tree-dwelling early primates found fungi on the ground, which gave, as they ingested it, gave them better vision, better hunting prowess, and a sort of psychic sixth sense as to where the migration trails might be leading. So that made them better hunter and gatherers and uh, cast them outside their tweed tree dwelling uh, primate brothers but uh, so uh, stoned ape theory yes look shockwave is uh, history is the shockwave of eschatology eschatology is the is the study of end times whatever that means uh, apocalypse are are mankind's destiny amongst the stars or uh, where we're heading think long long term we sense the reverberation of what's already happened. We're the ones who make up the concept of time. We're the ones that put the stamp on that. Everything that's ever happened and every every ever has happened is happening now. And we feel the reverberations of that, whether they're coming from the past or whether they're coming from the future. And as a receptor tool, we pick up on those reverberations. I like it. And uh, I will add to that. Um, you know, like no matter what, if we just like, just give it to the earth, like the earth is done in 5 billion years, <laughs> right. full stop. Yeah. Like, so like there, there is an end date on at least this planet. And like, I, I personally think that we're like maybe one, one little tiny outpost of like a much broader, uh, sort of consciousness civilization that manifests itself in many forms. And I think that uh, it's good to think about that. I find it weirdly calming to think about that stuff. Like, it should be. You should be okay nice. with everything's destruction. Yeah, it's like it takes the pressure off a little bit, you know. <laughs> totally but also, like, we do need to get off Earth and not kill ourselves. So let's try to do that. I also think, on a very practical, real-world sense that like apocalyptic thinking shapes cultures politics political parties you know what i mean mm -hmm. in in many different forms and ways and so this idea of the end of the world totally affects how history unfolds yeah um you know that's, and, a, that's an interesting way of turning it yeah, that makes a lot of in, sense in yeah. ways that are both healthy and very unhealthy. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's some it's stuff to think about. I love all this stuff that you're suggesting about like psychic thought moving through time and all this stuff. Like, why the fuck not? Yeah. I, that, and I think that's kind of what I was trying to touch on is that, yeah. you know, we're sort of part of this, this uh, tapestry of consciousness that is always uh, being created and dying. I say keep going down that wormhole, Dobby Wan. Yeah. Amy Wilkins rounds out the big Q&A with, uh, with the final question oh, wow. of the night. Oh, Two wow. final questions of the night. What piece of professional work are you most proud of outside of BCC? Uh, 
Wow. And then there's the second part, but I'll ask that after you guys answer that. That's a hard question. What piece of professional work outside of the podcast are you most proud of? Huh. Now, I want to break the question and just say how proud I am <laughs> of five years of content because, and I'm sorry I'm breaking your question, but I often think about this like, okay, here's a great example. When we were recording just not too long ago back at the cabin, I, I had this thought that this is my most personal piece of work I've ever put out. This is me, uncensored, and, and, and you guys get to know this version of me more than even my family, my wife and my children, and, and, and some of my best friends. And, uh, and so being able to put out this sort of catalog that we've created on all this strange phenomena, I'm so damn proud of that. And I know a lot of it is regurgitated and, and you know, we're trying to put new spin on it, but, but I think we've come somewhere. And, and, and uh, I'm just so proud of the community that we've created. And so my most proud piece of work is this podcast. Oh, that's real nice. I mean, mine's that certainly up there. And I would probably, if the, if, if I were answering the, that question without the caveat of BCC, of I would say I, I, my answer would be the same Bryce. Um, this made me think of how sometimes your proudest work can be like, fleeting moments yeah you know as film actors tv actors there's so many you know like i was really proud of steve newland i was pr proud of true blood proud of stuff i did on crazy ex-girlfriend but i think like my if i'm answering this like just like straightforward legit of course i think my proudest moment was when crazy ex-girlfriend performed at radio city music hall <laughs> on the second and i and and i got to sing my solo with the band and uh, buzzing from the bathroom and and it went really well both nights i felt good about it but the second night in particular because it's a really hard song for me it's really high i gotta belt some shit i gotta really use some breath control and i remember the second performance we did i was like you know what when is the last time I'm ever going to perform at Radio City Music Hall? Yeah. <laughs> this is a once in a while. I was like, I, and, and you walk out on stage and it's just like a giant wall of, of seats. It goes all the way up to the ceiling. It's the 10,000 seat house. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. No you more doubt. You your whole life for this, I was like, Michael. no more doubt. No more worry. <laughs> go out there and just fucking go for it, right? And I went out there, and I felt I feel like I sang the song the best I've ever sung it in my life. I felt so good after that, and like four people I knew were in the theater that night, and no, I don't think anyone recorded it. It's not on tape anywhere. <laughs> four people I know saw it, um, and it was just a really right now. That's one of the most special moments that I think about, and it happened like just months before the pandemic hit too. So that was a big proud moment for me. Love that. I'm glad it's not on tape. Yeah. And it yeah, was like, well, no one can see it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's hard to pick like one specific thing or moment. I, I, I've had a very kind of abstract career so far. And I think the thing that I, and also like I take great pride in my work and I take great care in my work, but I, I don't really want to like, 
I don't like the word proud, really. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think obviously you gotta get care. over that. I care very much about what I do with my time, but once it's gone, it's done. But I, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think what I'm most like proud of is that I've carved out a life where I'm able to be a musician and an artist and like a, you know, like a artistic engineer, like a, a technician of sorts. Uh, just that I don't, you know, that I've, I've been able, I, this is what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't want to get a normal job and, uh, I, I'm really proud to be working in multiple fields, doing different jobs at the same time and like getting good results and all of them. That said, if you want to see specific things that I think are good that I've done, I have a link tree on my Instagram and that'll point you at a bunch of stuff, bands, things I've directed. Uh, this podcast, obviously. The Jet Ski Special. The Jet Ski Special, I think, is on there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, um, you know, living a life as a working artist. Great. Hell yeah. Also, uh, Amy asks, can we have more stories from the Club Bryce days? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got lots more stories. Why don't you uh, close this episode out with a story you've never told? Oh my God! Uh, we boy, all know how you met the weed dealer next door. Yeah, we know about the doll collection. We know about uh, the time you got high on shrooms and thought that you were a mountain lion. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any other club rice moments? Um, God, nothing that comes to mind at the moment. I feel put on the spot. I'll have to. Yeah, it's uh, a tough one. It's a it's toughie. Tough one. Oh, yeah. I was telling Riley this today. Great. Uh, Mylar balloon. Mylar, Mylar balloon, balloon. <laughs> flew right in front of the van. Right that the actually van. gave me chills. Yeah, wild. So right. uh, here's something you may not know about Bryce. Before, when I moved out here from Iowa, trying to become an actor, uh, one thing that I ended up doing a few of was game shows. Yeah, I did about ten game shows. People, change of heart, shop till you drop, buzz, make me laugh. Uh... So anyway, you got on. I as was a on contestant? all contestants on all these game shows. One night at Club Bryce, I was chilling. I get a knock at my door, and there was this just beautiful lady in a bathrobe who invited me up to the jacuzzi. I couldn't believe it. She was so forward, and like guys can be pretty shy. So when a girl approaches a guy, it's like, oh, thank God, yeah. you're making the first move. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I ended up dragging her on a game show called Change of Heart, uh, where we pretended to break up with, with each other and uh, see other people. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the sordid love affairs of uh, of Club Bryce. What and happened Pinnacle in the days. hot tub, Bryce? Uh, well, we started that's, a relationship. I told you. Yeah, that's what happens in the hot yeah, tub. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then I took her on a game show and ruined it. <laughs> Is that what made it fall apart? <laughs> no, it was. It was probably. Uh, uh, you Not know. long for this world, anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But man, those Club Bryce days—they uh, were something else, man. I, I miss that. I miss. I miss those those fun, fun times. Those the innocence of the early aughts. Mm, yeah, it's a different. Yeah, time. those were my college days. If anyone can find these game shows that Bryce is on, no please shit. send us links. Oh my god, I might please. have a few VHS tapes. Speaking you of VHS, us with these tapes, VHS tapes, before. did you ever? Did you ever go through the Club Bryce? Does I it have, exist? I've not sat and watched oh. the whole thing. It it's really I fast forward through. I fast forwarded through the whole thing and nothing came up. 
But that sucks. I don't know why that tape's Mark Club Bryce. Because it know should what? be the Club Bryce tape. Yeah. Twenty twenty two is year fulfillment. I will next time I'm working on the show and writing story my story of high strangeness. Yeah. I will put the tape in and hit play and just let it play on my TV in my office and, and see if something pops up. Great. Okay. So thank Good. you for the reminder. I'm well, calling it. That, that tape is blank. That tape's blank. It's what? That tape's blank. It's got to be. We checked it. We were, we we were checked all in it. the room. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah. I wouldn't get your hopes up on all that All right. One. Well, we'll find, we need to find out. We need to find out. We do. And we I need, need to, to confirm. Need to to I need to do a double check and confirm. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for all of your questions. Seriously, Again, thank if, you. Yeah, if we fun. didn't get to yours, I'll uh, I'll keep track of this over the next month, and um, we can answer some of these questions in a future episode as part of Commenters Club. Um, all right. Well, that's it. That's it for the BCC Slumber Boys special, an event that has now lasted weeks. <laughs> if you've been podcasting for four since, days straight since, since the end like of eight hours of podcast for yeah, this episode if you've been following this since the special landed on what the 26th of october yeah. and you're hearing this on the 4th of november or whatever day november this is then uh well there you go that's how uh, we did it uh, we did it 98 um, miles if to our Los talking Angeles. words seem tiresome <laughs> we have it, this really turned out to be a working weekend i'll say that no kidding um, so the time, obviously the timeline is going to get a little fuzzy because you'll hear new episodes of the main feed that we haven't even recorded yet before you hear this. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to front load and get maximize all of your BCC fun, especially when we're out on a road trip. We hope you guys enjoy doing this with us. Um, we had a blast sharing it with you. Yeah. This uh, was kind of always our dream to get in a van together and go somewhere and do strange stuff with you we did it we did it all right everybody thank you so much we love you where there's love there's kisses thank you patreons for your questions bye bye now applesauce hey y'all don't forget to follow me at applesauce on the instagram Bigfoot Collectors Club is executive produced by Michael McMillan, Riley Bray, and Bryce Johnson. Our show is engineered, produced, and scored by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters. Follow them on Spotify. Want more BCC? For exclusive full-length episodes every month and total access to the other side, check out patreon.com slash bigfootcollectorsclub. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. 
Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.